Hi, I'm Val Hart in San Antonio, Texas, founder of Val Hart and Friends at ValHart.com. Welcome to the Real Dr. Doolittle Show, the show for animals and the people who love them. I've been called a real-life Dr. Doolittle many times in my career as an expert animal communicator, behaviorist, pet psychic, and master healer. My mission and passion is to improve the lives of animals the world over by helping humans learn how to speak their language, how to understand their viewpoints, and heal. After all, our love of animals helps us be better humans, and the more balanced and healthy we are, the more balanced and healthy they can be, too. Be sure and look for my CDs on iTunes, and to find out more about my work and to receive your free Quick Start Animal Talk course, just go to my website at valhart.com. While you're there for a limited time, you can also apply for a complimentary Happy Animal Assessment Session. And if you want to learn how to be your own Dr. Doolittle, check out the world's first complete animal communication made easy system available now on my website at valhart.com. Thank you and enjoy the show. Hi, this is Val Hart, the real Dr. Doolittle, and today I'm talking with Dr. Lori Moore. Dr. Lori Moore returned to merged oneness with all life in 2002 when her cat, Jessie Justin Joy, reincarnated. Dr. Lori Moore taught grad psychology at San Francisco State University and Johnson State College. She's appeared on In the Company of Angels, Intuitive Soul, NBC, CNN.com, and Seeing Beyond. She is the author of a number of books. The one we're here to talk about today is The Cat's Reincarnation, Transformative Encounters with Animals. She also has a course on the topic, uh, The Cat's Reincarnation, Healing and Awakening the Heart, Animal Wisdom for Humans, and Animal Communication Course. So her website is www.animiracles.com. So animiracles. Welcome to the show, Dr. Lori Moore. I'm so excited to talk to you. Thank you, Val. I'm so happy to be here. Awesome. Uh, well, I, I'm so fascinated by your work. And, you know, we're colleagues, so both of us work with um, communicating with animals and beings who have crossed over. And um, I love that you've written about it in such a beautiful, inspiring way. So I want to kind of pick your brain about what do you want people to know about this very unusual and interesting topic. Um, what do you want people to learn about how animals' perspective help, can help our own lives? Well, let me answer that by sharing an intimate experience I had with my beloved cat, Jesse Justin Joy. Okay. He was with me for three years, and uh, he got into an encounter with a coyote, and he ah. did pass over. Mm-hmm. But he made it very clear to me that he was going to find another body and come back. Okay. And it was a very heart-wrenching time while he was away because it was hard to believe that he would be able to find his way back. However, I met a cat named Shadow at the SPCA, about five weeks after Jesse had gone, and Jesse assured me from the other side that he was going to do a soul switch with Shadow's agreement mm-hmm. and have this new body. And it was very unfathomable for me, but I wanted it to be true. And so I went and picked up Shadow and brought Shadow home, and by the time I got home, I was starting to feel quite uneasy because 
as sweet and wonderful as Shadow was, he wasn't Jesse, and Jesse was still kind of lingering around in the air and not in Shadow's body, and I felt, oh no, what have I done? Maybe Jesse's not coming back, and I'm not ready for another cat right now. Mm-hmm. Well, what happened was Shadow went under the bed for a while by himself and then jumped up. I was sitting in meditation on my bed and looked into my eyes and I saw that Jesse was coming in to this body and Shadow was leaving. And Jesse just kept permeating that flavor of love that I knew to be Jesse so well right into me. Mm-hmm. And Jesse and I went into a space of oneness where there was no boundary, no line between us, between anything. There was just love. Mm-hmm. And we stayed there for about an hour. And after that, we kind of popped back into this duality reality where I'm me and you're you. But Jesse took me around my house and did all his little quirks that he had done in his previous body so that any doubt my mind had would be immediately erased in this wow. overwhelming love and then this proof he needed to give to me because of my mind's capacity to doubt. So this is what I'm inviting people into along with my cat Jesse, who's my, my partner in this. I'm inviting people into this deep, unconditional love and oneness and I'm inviting people to communicate with animals because the only way that we can communicate with animals truly is through our heart and when we communicate telepathically through our heart as we learn to do that we naturally begin to dissolve back into these overwhelming states of oneness and love that are beckoning us beautifully said thank you yeah i get it you know this is such a fascinating topic reincarnation and soul switching is not something that is typically talked about at the dinner table. (laughs) (laughs) Pass the rice and beans, please. (laughs) And by the way, (laughs) (laughs) who are you being today? I don't know. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Um, This reminds me of... um, you know, certainly times when I've worked with animals and, and their people and reincarnated and reconnected them and had them switch bodies, and it's always just such an interesting journey. So wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. So so let's keep going. So what made you decide to write this book? Well, I was propelled by love. I, I didn't feel I had time to even think about it. It's that the book poured out of my heart and was meant to be shared so that others would benefit from what I experienced. I also, like you, come in contact with others who have animals who are getting ready to reincarnate. And I had a marvelous experience with a woman who was missing her dog so much and the dog kept telling her, as soon as you can return to a state of peace, I can reincarnate. The dog wasn't doing this purposely. It was a soul contract. The dog was just following destiny and had no choice. Right. And so finally the person was able to recover that peace she had known with her dog and herself. Mm -hmm. And the most amazing thing happened, once she did that, she had an inclination to go look at a dog who was in... uh, the SBCA in Santa Cruz, which is where I live and two hours away from where she lives. She didn't mention this to me, but 
that same day, I was driving by the SBC in Santa Cruz and had an inclination to go in and offer them some gift scholarships to one of my seminars. And she and I walked in at the same time. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh-huh. And um, many angels came and directed this, and the soul switch was made right there. And she walked home with her her companion, her love, that soul dog she had been with before in the new body. And... Um, it was it was quite spectacular. I, That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. So you just never know what's going to happen. <laughs> exactly. You never know, and it's always so fascinating. If we're present, we're consciously aware, we're open, and we're you know able to connect and communicate. Life is so interesting, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's so much more that we just don't know and don't have a clue about until we get open, you know, until we, we connect. So so let's talk about animals' perspectives. Um, so how is an animal's perspective about their emotional health different from a human's? Because you talked about, you know, this dog waiting to return, for, for his person to return to peace before the next step could happen, right, in their journey. Yeah. So so talk about a little about that. I think that's a very interesting um, um, thing. I yeah. want to hear your... Go ahead. Animals live in a state of very deep trust. They have a sense of their sole purpose and what they're to do and where they're to be, which they trust. And as humans, we can spend a lot of mental activity figuring things out instead of just, as you said, listening, listening deep inside. So there was this other... Uh, part to the story, I'm going to tell you now about the woman who reunited with her dog. Prior to finding her dog in here in Santa Cruz, she had uh, found another dog, and um, that dog said, "I'm I'm ready. I I'm through with this body. I'd like to be out of body now." Mm-hmm. And her soul friend had said, "Well, I'd be happy in that body." And the decision was made, and she took the dog who felt through with the body home and uh, got a lot of veterinary care and um, addressed some issues that dog was having um, so the soul switch could be made. And then the dog said, I changed my mind. (laughs) Oh, no! And, of course, I'm the animal communicator, you know, who's been hired, and I'm thinking, this is very far out. How do I tell her this? (laughs) We're already dangling off the edge of the cliff now. (laughs) Right. Uh, you know, I could yeah. be appearing as a nut, and now it'll be insanity. <laughs> but I had—I <laughs> just had to tell the truth as the yeah. animals told me, yeah. and, because what else could I do? No. And, yeah, I get it. And for those two souls, the two canine souls, there was nothing to be concerned about. They were just sharing what was real for them. Yeah, yeah. And so then later when it all turned out so well, it was very humbling. It touched my heart very deeply. Mm to see how that played out in a way I wasn't expecting, I couldn't expect. It didn't work well for my ego, you know. <laughs> but it all worked out just fine. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, I think that's one of the most courageous things that we as professional communicators have to do is to simply tell the truth as we know it and get our ego, you know, kind of kick our ego to the curb. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um, and to be of service, you know, of true service and, and tell the truth. And because, like you said, the animals, they're clear. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, it, and, it, and it always works out. You know, there's something always wonderful that happens. Uh, that's It's all about healing and growing and evolving anyway, right? 
Yes, um, yes. About exploring. So, yeah, it's so cool. I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> so, so let's talk about birth and death. So how does an animal view birth and death, and how do you think that's different than how we humans typically view it? Well, the animals really don't have any drama about it. It's not a tragedy, which isn't to say they wouldn't have feelings of sadness knowing they're going to leave body and be physically apart from their person. Often the feelings are more compassion knowing the person's feelings. But it's more like you, when you go to bed at night, you take your clothes off and you put some pajamas on. And they're taking off one costume, and now they won't have that costume. They'll be out of body. And in another round, they might come back and get another body, another costume. And it's that simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was, that's a beautiful analogy, I think. Because um, most, I know that a lot of the people that I work with, you know, they're animals coming up on that time. And it's such an emotionally charged time. You know, people are facing mortality, their own mortality. It brings up, you know, their, um, losses from the past, their fear of loss, their dread, you know, all of those things come into play. And it becomes not even about the animals and their passage, their transition, so much as it is about the human's growth um, and their struggle to find peace, you know. Yes, and the animals are such good inspirers of that peace because they remain in that peace while they're, experiencing whatever is happening of letting go of their body or whatever in their body is ending or feeling out of harmony, they're able to stay in a deep soul peace. And so when the human can be guided and helped to feel that peace that the animal is feeling, they start to recognize that is theirs too, that our souls have that capacity to stay in peace as our bodies and minds go through the many births and deaths just of being alive. Yes, that's right. I'm thinking, too, that often this gift, this sort of a final gift, or not even, not final, like final, but like the end of that journey, you know, that part of their journey, it's like that gift about being in peace and acceptance and compassion and just experiencing it and sharing that can be one of the most amazing gifts that the animal may have even shared with their person. Yes. You know, do you find that to be true? Yes, that unconditional peace is really an invitation. Unconditional love, peace, joy is an invitation of of all the animals to the humans to help us remember that. Yeah, and so then we get to learn that we don't have to be afraid of death either, right? Yes. That that we can also find our peace. I, I think our animals in many ways teach us how to live, and they can also teach us how to die. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, it's beautiful. So um, let's talk about physical health because so we're talking, you know, a lot of energetics and soul purpose and, you know, consciousness. Um, so let's talk about physical health. What? How do you think an animal views their physical health that's different than how most people do? Well, I learned a lot from cats about physical health, and I had ah. an experience one time where I was at my office and I suddenly felt extremely ill. I had a deep pain come into my stomach. Maybe it was food poisoning. I never found out. I didn't need to know, but it was it was extreme. Like I felt I couldn't sit up and it was the end of the day so no one else would be coming in and I didn't even feel I could cross the room to um, make a phone call. 
I just, it was like a wrenching pain. And a cat friend of mine, um, Shira, found me long distance telepathically and guided me through what to do and just said, don't think of this as illness or pain. Just think of it as a disharmony, like you're a piano that's out of tune. Mm-hmm. And give all your attention and love to the disharmony. Don't think about a solution. Don't try to fix it. Just be 100% present in the sensation of what you're calling pain. And it was an excruciating pain, but I did what Shira said. I just put all my consciousness into that sensation. And as I did that, a cleansing of this deep, deep old fear that was needing to come out of me just energetically poured out. And then this, what I knew to be pain, I no longer knew as pain. It was only sensation. And I I found an experience happening in which I could be in complete peace and joy and love, even with this non-favorable physical sensation, which then dissipated and melted until I was completely fine. Mm. And so I, I don't say that to people as a substitute for health care, veterinary care, because our animals deserve holistic health care and veterinary care, just like we do. But they are dealing with their physical um, ailments when they occur um, in this way. They are able to be so present that it is part of life rather than a misery story to tell um, often. And um, this is very inspiring. Yes. I love that. I, I remember uh, years ago, I had something similar happen. I actually went to Penelope Smith's um, advanced um, um, training course, on, and, and it was an extraordinary experience. And early on into the course, I got sick. I got horribly sick. I started getting sick when the plane landed. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, by the time I got there, I was having trouble moving, and by that night, you know, I was in a lot of agony. It was it was excruciating. And uh, her cats, I mean, they would, uh, she had wonderful cats. Speaking of cats, they're such master teachers and healers. Um, I would have one come and, uh, one come would lay on the side of my leg, one would lay on my side, the other one would nestle in under my armpit, you know, and kind of drape over my chest. Um, and those were where I hurt. I mean, those were the areas that were just, oh my God, I could hardly move, you know, I couldn't breathe. That hurt so bad. And they would just lay there and purr. And that they would set up that resonant, you know, harmony, that that, that healing frequency of purring. Um, and they would work on me literally for, an you know, hour, a couple of hours maybe. And um, and then I would be freer of the pain. And, you know, I would just be there. I would just lay there and be with them. Wow. And feel it and breathe with them. You know, pur- they were teaching me to purr, you know, teaching me to, to resonate with that healing frequency. And by the time the workshop was over, I was functioning, you know, I was I, I was able to be present and I got, you know, so much value out of being there. So instead of racing me to the emergency room, which, which is what, you know, uh, maybe should have done, I don't know, I didn't. I felt like it was a soul's journey and a healing, you know, process. Mm, yeah. Um, sort of like you said, you know, it's like the fear coming out and the, you know, being a, a, a present with it um, and transforming it, learning how to transform it. Um, but um, it was such an extraordinary experience. I've never forgotten it. And, um, you know, the animals just continued to help me when I got home, my my guys. 
and um, you know, it was fine. So anyway, oh, I love that's such a cool topic. Okay, so let's talk about spirituality. How do you think animals feel about spirituality? Well, I'm thinking of a time when I was going through a huge transition in my career and I was about to give a public talk and I noticed that a little moth had landed on my pile of books. <laughs> Uh and at that now I talk to insects all the time but I hadn't really started getting in conversations with insects at that point in my life and it finally dawned on me that the moth was waiting and waiting and waiting to dialogue Uh and Uh so I (laughs) like really long time and I asked the moth did you want to talk about something and the moth said yes when you go up and give your speech please be peace and although you think the topic about which you're going to speak is important, it's fine, it's interesting, it's inspiring, but what's much more important is you hold the resonance peace because that's what people will most absorb. If you're at peace, when they listen to you, they will acclimate and be in peace. And that seems so easy to me now, but I didn't know what to do then. And so I said, I don't know how to do that. And and the moth said, I'm going to help you. You just go up there and I'll be with you. And so I went up and I tuned into my little moth friend and held myself in peace and felt how the whole room then acclimated to that peace. And afterwards when I came back, I thought the moth was gone and I was disappointed, but I sat there and soon the moth came with two other insects. <laughs> oh, wow, good. He brought his friends. <laughs> and the moth landed Look, on my hand. <laughs> and the moth just landed right on my hand and we just looked at each other. We just looked at each other for the longest, sweetest time and then the three of them flew off. Wow. But it really changed. It was, you know, it, I never went back to the old way. No matter what I'm speaking about, my main focus is what am I bringing through my vibration. Right. And I learned that from the animals. And that's just natural. I mean, that's just how we are meant to be. It's not, I'm not really doing anything. I was just retuning myself to what happens naturally. Right, right. Mm. Well said. Oh, thank you. It's oh, a great story. Love the moths. Aren't insects <laughs> interesting? They are so interesting. I love yeah, insects yeah. are just beautiful vibrations. They are. They yeah. are. So um so do you think our animals actually really do choose us and and how do how do we end up with specific animals? How, how do you think that really happens? Well, so many of my clients know that it was meant to be and their their animal friend made it absolutely clear to them when they met that they were going to be together. Mm-hmm. I know with my cat that we we just are meant to be together. We've known each other for so long. It couldn't be any other way. And yet he understands it more than I do. He understood how to refine me when he came back. He understood how to find me the first time. And that is just a mystery to me. It's it's just an incredible mystery. But I do feel there's this magic synchronicity that souls who are meant to grow together end up together. Yeah. I agree. I so agree. I, I'll tell you a real quick story. My dog, Einstein, yes. um, I had no plans to have a dog. My dad had just died. My mother was incredibly ill. You know, I was going through a lot at the time. I think I had just had two eye surgeries and was facing more. And um, and it was Christmas, and I had a dream that night, and I dreamed of a puppy. Um, and uh, I, I knew I woke... Knowing, uh, knowing. <laughs> I woke knowing 
that that being was coming into my life. Mm, wow. That, you know, I, I mean, it was just as clear as a bell. It was so clear. Then I dreamed about him the next night, and I'm asking questions. And, and so the story began, and uh, it took me um, a couple of three months, actually, to find where he was going to be born because he wasn't even born at that point. Um, but I was being set up and being told, you know, about our life mission together and and and, and all that stuff. I found him, you know, I he was born. I picked him out of the puppy pile up. <laughs> I think there were like six puppies in this in this litter um and I knew which one was him. I knew mm-hmm. his name, you know, I knew uh wow. and um so, you know, it was just an extraordinary adventure and that's how Einstein came to to live uh you know with me and and uh, be my master teacher. So, um it it's you never know, you know what will happen and it's it's just so wonderful. I, I love that you said this. It's a magic synchronicity um, when we're open and when we need it, you know, and when, it's almost like the universe conspires yeah, to bring and you together. Yeah, a beautiful resonance that you just knew you dreamed about Einstein when you were least expecting, and then you knew where to be, and you recognized Einstein, and the same with the cats at Penelope's who helped you. You were so open and mm-hmm. and available so the cats could come and share with you and heal you and assist you. And right. What a wonderful, wonderful place to, to feel life in. Yes, exactly, a place to feel life in, to experience it fully. Yeah, thank you. Oh, so it should become obvious to our community and tribe of animal lovers, but... Do you think animals really are more intelligent than we give them credit for? <laughs> oh, I think they're, you know, if we were measuring their IQs accurately, that, was, that would be like a 1,000 compared to our 100 average. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I think too. I mean, besides their infinite wisdom and that most of them are enlightened, <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. I think that um, we're, we're slow anthropologists as humans and that if you listen to a cat or a dog, they have hundreds, probably thousands of different words they're using with um, just meow, there's so many ways to say meow and each one's very meaningful and then there's so many body languages and then they're telepathic. So I think they're very patient. They're waiting for us to catch up yes. and it's and we'll we'll get there in time, you know, over maybe thousands or more years. I hope so. I hope it's not a thousand or more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they're hoping that too. They're going, how many lifetimes is that? <laughs> Finally, you know, I, I've had them tell me, you know, why are humans so dense? You know, we, we spend our life trying to break through uh, to get them to hear us and uh, understand and to, you know, to get to, to wise up, you know, to get the wisdom. Um, but um, I just think it's wonderful. So, um, what do you think are the benefits of really learning how to understand our animals' viewpoints? In addition to being able to love them and care for them, um, which is mo- the most important, there's also that we open up into the states you and I have been talking about of unconditional love, of a recognition and listening that goes far deeper than intellectual analysis because the only way to really talk to animals is to open up to our own heart telepathy and our own universalness. Yeah. Um, and so in order to to talk to them, we open up to a different part of ourselves, a deep, um, limitless, heartfelt part of ourselves. Yeah, yeah. And when we do that, everything changes. 
Yes, how we see life, how we experience life, how we serve life, how we interact in life, how we play in life. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, oh, I love that. Thank you so much. Do you want to leave anyone uh leave our audience with anything before we wrap up here, Dr. Lori? Um, I want to invite each person to listen deeply to their heart whenever you're in contact with an animal and uh assume that you have a capability of speaking with animals and by listening deep to your heart you will encounter that you will uncover that and the animals will help you to feel here and see that you are doing that and i would like to offer to um anyone who is listening to val hart's show um a 15-minute mini reading my gift free of charge and you can contact me and request that through my website which is www.animiracles.com that's a n i miracles.com that's a n i miracles.com and i'm making this offer good for 12 months 12 months from the time the show comes out and so that that um that would be so the offer is good until October of 2014. Yes. Very good. Okay, so um go uh, so listeners uh go to a n i m i r a c l s c l e s animiracles.com um and request your free 15-minute reading with Dr. Lori. Just tell her that you heard about it on the the Val Hart show um or the Dr. Doolittle show. And um uh, but you only have um until October of two thousand and fourteen. So awesome. I love that. Thank you so much. I I know our, our uh, listeners will be delighted to uh take you up on that and um have some fun with it. So good luck uh with everything. Um anything else? Um just that's it. Giving my love to you and all your listeners along with my cat Jesse just enjoy. I love that. We'll give Jesse just enjoy our love as well. I know uh, he's probably been guiding us too <laughs> and um, putting some uh, purrs in. So we're sending pass and purrs and hugs to, to you guys. Um, and I think we're good. So thank you. Thank you. This was very, very enjoyable. Thank you so much, Val. You're welcome. All right. So we've been speaking with Dr. Lori Moore of AnnaMiracles.com. Thank you so much for your time today, for sharing your heart with us and for your love of animals. You help make our world a better place. Thank you. See everybody later. Next show, keep me up on what's going on with you, Dr. Lori. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the show. For more information or to listen to other podcasts, go to valheart.com forward slash blog. And if you're someone who values a non-invasive, holistic solution to resolving problems with your dogs, cats, and horses, and you want better-behaved, healthier, and happier animals, just go to my website at valheart.com to apply for a complimentary Happy Animal Assessment Session. And be sure and remember to look for my CDs on iTunes. Learning how to talk with animals is fun and will change your life. So while you're there at my site, get my free Quick Start Animal Talk course and check out the world's first complete animal communication made easy system. May the love of animals bless you, teach you, inspire you, heal you. 
and reconnect you to the circle of life.